Thank you. Before the Nigerian anthem, the Nigerian men's national team asks that you join us in a moment of silence for Sound Sultan, a multi-talented Nigerian entertainer and proud supporter of Nigerian basketball who passed away over the weekend at the age of 44. Chick chick wop wop. Not the chicken head song. Yeah. Oh, did you have you, you heard the vax that thing have? Oh, right? you know I heard it. <laughs> Flames. You know, the, your people wrote it. Flames. Who's people? That sound like that sounds like something people from your village would write. <laughs> That's a bop. And a half. <laughs> Don't forget to count the half. Don't forget. A bop and a half. Um let me hear Vax that thing up. Not the vax that thing up. I'm like, damn, B. This is why I want all my favorite artists to be foolish rich. So they don't have to <laughs> sign checks for Vax That Thing Up remix. Um, let's see. They're calling him in yet, right? I didn't know. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, it's not. It's not. Here is the. <laughs> hey, in the middle of recording our podcast. Oh my gosh. Hey, guys. <laughs> Bobble me. She's uh she's a friend of the show. How are you? Oh my um, gosh, I have to come visit. This is a sign. Absolutely. Please. You definitely um, have to. It's overdue. Even uh, though I first time speaking to you. Absolutely. How's your day? Could we sound wild sexy on this call? <laughs> oh dude. <laughs> what kind of podcast is this? Um, no, this is exactly that kind. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. I digress. But uh yeah, let's talk. I got your attack. Yeah. Um and it's Saturday, not Sunday. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're right. I put it in my calendar for Saturday. You're good. Saturday. Great. All right. I'll see you then. We'll text. Bye, guys. Perfect. Talk to you later. So at least we know it works. Wait. Sounds um. better. <laughs> oh, you got the blender, the ninja blender. Yes. Um, shout outs to uh, Chef Toby Smith. Yes. Oh, he actually enjoyed it. He enjoyed High on the Hog. We should have called him. We should. I mean, we and still can. Him what what questions he wants us to ask? We still can though. We should definitely do that. Do you have his number? Um, I don't, but it's something I probably DM. Yeah, you should let him know. I saw him tweet about it. Uh, perfect. Thank you, and see you soon. <laughs> Steve is probably like these. Again. These guys got eight eight different ways to connect. There we go. There we go. There we go. Hello, Steven. Hey. Sorry about that. Hello. Yeah, this is better. How are you? I'm oh, doing well. Yo, as soon as I, I was typing in the number and then um, <laughs> I, I lost it and then the call ended. Oh, oh man, it, it was definitely it was definitely on us. We we should have waited a little bit before we uh, ended the meeting. We. Oh, sorry. I'll take don't full. say we. Sorry. <laughs> I speak French. Suddenly, this man this man just toured Francophone Africa. I was just trying to keep everything <laughs> right. right. We're anti Francophone uh, French. First of all, country. There's a lot here. But I know you're a food guy, but we're we're pro Francophone country, so we're anti France. I'm not anti. I'm not anti anything that they can send emissaries to wipe me out at any time. Okay, I am anti-France. So, but that's a story for another day. It's a bunch of rants you don't really associate yourself with. Steven, welcome to Know How the podcast. 
Thank you for your time. We are extreme fans of your work. Yes, uh, sir. For, for, for those that don't know, Stephen was the on-screen, pretty much the person you saw the most on the new Netflix docuseries, High on the Hog. Very informative, very... It made me very hungry the entire time. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> right. Good, good. Nah, no, that, that's part of it. Part of it. No, but, you, but your resume is no joke, though. Yeah. Can we can we can we flex a little bit for you, Stephen? Is that okay? Please. Please. Please I mean, I mean, over a decade in, in the food and beverage industry. Talk you know, about it. You organize. You drop activate, the bombs. Drop the bombs you, as you do it. Thank you. Thank you. Drop the flex bombs you know, on it. You you founded Whetstone, you know, a, a magazine and media yeah. company which uh, focuses on food and culture around the world. Um, yep. Uh, prior to you being in media, you were sommelier, which is awesome. Um, I like a little wine. I know Bawa enjoys a little wine. A, a, a little bit here and there. We collect a few. We collect a few. You know what I mean? You know. You also uh, do a lot of social entrepreneurship. That's right. Boom. Yeah. I mean, I grew up in Atlanta. Fifth generation there. My my whole family's still there. I'm sorry. Hey, ATL. Um, <laughs> my father was foremost cook in my household and in my extended family so i always grew up with the presence of a man in the kitchen um not just the grill which makes a difference uh, uh yeah I, I tried to when i when i was 18 um tried to do the college thing across country um go to university of oregon semester. Um, for no reason in particular i just i really wanted to go far I've never been to the West Coast. I just wanted to do something different. Um, when I got out there, I just, you know, I, I wasn't really, um, college wasn't really for me. I, I had a strong sense that um, I wanted to pursue a life in food, even though I didn't exactly know how yet. Um, and I was also deeply influenced by the rise of the Food Network, um, like in the late 90s, early 2000s. Um, you know, it was the first time we really started to see food in, in mainstream culture um, uh, with people like Emerald, Bobby Flay, um, Mario Batali, and then, um, you know, eventually people like uh, Anthony Bourdain, um, kind of the whole the food travel genre. So I, I followed that very closely um, and ended up going to culinary school in Portland, Oregon um, when I was 19 years old. And, uh, yeah, pretty much from that first day in culinary school, got very deep into the world of food, deep in wine. Um, I don't know, a lot of people might not know, but Oregon is actually um, one of the foremost wine-growing regions uh, in the world, one of the, the areas of the world that produces some of the, the finest wine. Oregon? Um, so I got a really... Oregon, yeah. Oregon, you, you, you would never know. I, uh, I, I, still yeah, don't, I don't believe you, but I believe you if that makes sense. <laughs> hey, if you, can, if you can get your hands on a bottle of Oregon Pinot Noir, you're in a good space. That's that, some of the best in the world. That sounds fire, but okay. I, I go to South <laughs> Africa quite often, so I know you, you spent some time there and, and, and I've tried some of the wine there as well. I personally right. feel like South Africa has some of the best wine on earth. Oh, I'm with you. Um, you know, I'm with you. Cape Town wine yeah. is incredible. Um, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, I basically ditched my career as a young sommelier to, 
to spend time working in the wine industry in South Africa. So I'm That's there with fine. you. I mean, yeah, that, that was pretty much, um, you know, this was in 2005, 2006, 2007 when I was studying wine. I was in my early 20s. There was very few black people in the country who were in a professionalized way in the wine world at that time. Um, this is pre-social media too, so we couldn't really link in the same ways, even if we were aware of each other tangentially. Um, there's a, a homie in Brooklyn who actually was the pie, like I consider him the <laughs> the godfather of like black people in in wine in the modern era. His name is Andre Mack, um, and he is uh, he's right there in Brooklyn. And he like when I was coming up was really like the only black person that I knew who was in the wine game um so things have changed a lot and yeah you know i was really trying to um be my full black self and be in the wine industry and that was really hard to do um and so i basically left all the um the training and the tasting and all the groups uh went to south africa and just started working with black people who were a part of the wine industry there where the history is very complex it was founded um um by the dutch who colonized uh almost immediately the western cape of south africa um which still affects a lot of the indigenous folks a lot of our black um family there in south africa so i really started to use wine as a way to connect um to to the struggles of, of working people people working on the land in south africa in the wine industry um, as well as, you know, youth um, storytelling and multimedia uh, as a way to raise awareness around um, these issues that our, our brothers and sisters were facing on the land in South Africa. That's very dope. Yeah, I, I miss South Africa. Their wine is, their wine is special. I, I, yeah, what, how, did, how did you get put on tour? So one of, one of my homies, that's, um, she's from that area. Um, we went on like a wine tour and like, and oh, all that stuff. When you say cast. homie, no, this is the homie. Oh, okay. Um, no, no, this is the homie, homie. Nah, Trust right, me, I, just... I would say otherwise. Okay. Shout out to somebody's daughter. All right. Um, we'll move on. You know, uh, I, I know you're familiar with um, the wine, the the wine tour that we went on. I was fried for like three days. <laughs> It was great. I can't wait to go back. We it was great. <laughs> we, we gotta get them to sponsor the Noahala wine wine trip. There we go. Hey. You gotta yeah. come. You gotta come with us, though, since you, I'm sure you know all the people there that that are uh, that could really. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Absolutely, I'm down the house. I'm down the house. Oh, there we go. Boom, boom, boom. So, so you quite an illustrious career. Um, Thanks. How did you How did you get involved with Jessica B. Harris's work? Um. Yeah. So they that story is basically um, just really good fortune, honestly. Um, you know, I had started Whetstone um, 2017 as a print magazine. Um, the magazine, as is the media company, focuses on food origins, food culture from around the world, but specifically around this origin context and framework. Um, I really look at food origins as a, a reclamation movement. So whenever I'm out in the world on podcasts, giving talks, giving speeches, I'm always stuck in food origin because I believe that there is a movement and a capacity for a movement within that that is based on reclaiming our history, connecting to our identity through food, um, and really understanding like how much our, and I say our, I'm talking from a black perspective, but this goes for all marginalized groups, 
um, how much our influence on society and culture is omitted from these stories. And so we don't see ourselves in these histories. And then we start to tell ourselves new stories, which are incorrect stories about what is or is not for black people, what is or is not the provenance of black people when our influence shows up everywhere. Right. And so by us saying, Oh, well, you know, we don't eat oysters. That's not black shit. Or, you know, we don't, um, do X, Y, and Z because it's not black. We don't drink wine because black folks don't drink wine. It completely obfuscates our history and our contribution in shaping these cultures. Um, not only that, food itself is uh, a very powerful way of understanding migration. It's a very powerful way of understanding human history. The migration thing for me is it allows us to talk about stuff that is hard to get to in polite society. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so by using topics like food, like wine, uh, it allows us to enter from this very broad universal space and then get into granular origin stories, which end up being, um, again, stories about not just migration, but but people and the contributions of, of different cultures and communities um, to our collective humanity. So, um, So my first question, um, I think... How how did the? Because obviously I feel like it was mapped out perfect throughout the doc series. How did that come to life? Where you knew you would start in West Africa? The how did the the docu series come together? The docu series come together, and I'm talking about you mapping out the locations you chose for the docu. Because I feel yeah, like yeah, that plays a that plays a big part in like telling. Because you took us to all these places. You tell the stories of the locals you met, and obviously. Certain episodes were a lot more emotional than others to you, but but how did the mapping out begin? Yeah, so it was basically based on um, the book itself. So we we were basing it on the text of Dr. Jessica B. Harris's work. Um, And so, like, the first episode in the book begins in Benin. We start the story in Benin. Um, and it's also a chronological story as well, because we are basically telling the story of African-American people through food, you know. So um, we start off in Africa, uh, obviously, you know, tell the story of forced captivity and the arrival into this new land um, in, in South Carolina, which was the, the primary portal for black people onto to the North American continent. Um, and yeah, you know, picking up from our contributions in South Carolina um, onto our own migration here uh, in the U.S. from the South. That's awesome. I, I remember one of the episodes, there was a, an individual that was basically explaining how traditional foods from West Africa, like the yam, the yam not being able to grow in the United States, they had to substitute it for like sweet potatoes and so forth. I thought that was very fascinating. Um, but, and, and also like learning that rice rice farming yeah, was, a, right. was a thing. I didn't even know that that, that was, was the thing. biggest. I think that was the biggest shocker to me. Yeah, because I, I was just saying, saying like as as West Africans, we really don't know our relationship to rice or even African-Americans 
the relationship yeah. to rice. I think a lot of like West Africans think it's more of an Asian thing mm-hmm. that happened to be a West African thing. Like, or, after. or Asian influence crossing over somehow exactly. through the silk trade or whatever. And then now jollof rice is, is, is one of those, th- you know, it's one of those things that we have friendly fire between like the Ghanaians and the Nigerians. And like, see, he's laughing, which like, I know he, knows he's, about he already it, knows. He already he knows. knows about the jollof. You know, like, Your jollof is trash. Your jollof is trash. Your auntie's jollof is trash. Right. Um, but we, I, when I watched the documentary, and and there was something about when I spoke about the last episode, I had no idea that you know African rice, West African rice, was even something that was valued in a way where it was re-exported back to, you know, Asian communities. I had no idea. Yo, the rice thing is is really major. It's important because, and this goes this goes to to the power of story, right, and how important it is to get the story correct. Because as a black person growing up in the South, we are made that our contributions um, and our role um, in slavery was as big, strapping, strong black men and mammies in the kitchen, right? Um, But in reality, even that coast of Africa was pillaged was because in South Carolina, the the colonists had no idea how to grow rice. It's a very difficult and complex crop to grow. It requires many different steps um, of flooding knowledge, irrigation knowledge. Um, it is a, a crop that can be high-yielding. Um, it can be extremely, not can be, is extremely cumbersome to grow. And so it was really our our as I said earlier, our intellectual technology as farmers. Yeah, I, I really love that episode, taking something like rice, which is, again, universal, um, and inserting our place in that history um, so that we have a more complete comprehension of just how big of a role Black folks have played in the U.S. and, and not just the culture, but the economy as well. Uh, definitely. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I also remember the part where um, one of the the descendants of uh, that um, rice community um, ends up not being of African descent, right? Um, do you find that a lot of, and I would say lost, um, lost cultural um, um, concepts that are very much African-American that are no longer in control of uh, no longer controlled by the African-American community. Do you find that a lot in your journeys, um, in like in food? Yeah. All the time. And it's really easy to understand why, first of all, from a literal perspective, if we're talking about food, what we're really talking about is agriculture. If we're talking about agriculture, we're talking about land. If we're talking about land, we're talking about black folks ain't got it. So that's number one. And then from a cultural perspective, um, you know, stories are the most powerful and pervasive uh, means of control uh, in society. And so that's why people who are in control, the ruling classes are the ones who, who tell stories that are broadly adopted, right? So um, when the story comes to our contributions in food, we end up being written out of our own narratives or having narratives written about our contributions that are not correct or that um, support uh, um, whatever vision of, of subservience to white people or whatever vision of white supremacy is in that particular 
culinary story is is purporting. So um, all the time, and I mean, and that goes back to this this thing I'm saying about reclamation. You know, we have to understand our history. I think food is a great way for us to understand um, our history and really be more um, attached to the parts of our narrative where where we have we we have something to be proud of. Um, and, and not just understanding this in terms of like, you know, subjugation and um, enslavement and trauma. Like our story is so much deeper than that. Like, I just want to dap you up. But talk your <laughs> shit. <laughs> I'm receiving. Nah, nah, nah. Talk, nah. It's, it's so important. I really, I feel like as high, as the times come and go, I feel like High in the Hog is going to be loved even more because it, it's just so many things we overlook. Like, I was even, I was talking to my girlfriend the other day and I'm like, yo, and Jemima and Uncle Ben, like, the reason they have black faces on this is like, hey, these are the people who know how to cook and these are things you should trust as good food, right? Mm. But it's not a direct message because the direct messages is always, we're best at this, they're just, you know, they're helps, they're, they could be kitchen help, but not necessarily the best to do it, mm. you know? It's and, all it's all subconscious. It's right. like, you know, it goes back to what Stephen was saying with the mammy stuff. It's like everybody, all the, all the Caucasians that were participating in slavery and colonialism, obviously they, they trusted the mammy to take care of the kids, to breastfeed their kids, to, you know, to do all these things, but they never, they, you, you couldn't even, they could, weren't even allowed to use the restroom in the house. Right. Crazy. No, because they also want you to know your place, right? Mm. So, but it's, the message is still, they're better at us than this, but we just can't say it. But they, they're in control. And that's, and that's what they, con they control by, you know, oh, we're giving you this representation, but really they're controlling the, 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 the revenue, the resources. Insane. It's insane, man. Nuts. Hey, talk, talk about it. And that's why it's very important to me, like y'all having your podcast, for instance, me having a media company, um, black people being able to speak for themselves, ourselves, unfiltered, um, and directly is not a thing that has always been available to us. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I take that, I, I take that very seriously, um, as both the, uh, responsibility and opportunity. So, you know, when I get the opportunity, like it is important for me as a black man to talk about all the ways in which, um, you know, all the stuff we, we think is not for us actually is for us and not only is it for us we already perfected it heard you we should we should talk about how we can collaborate with your media company because we do a lot of random um the partnerships and stuff yeah, too so i'm sure there's synergy if, there if there's anyone to interview anyone definitely. to work with please send it our way obviously we work a lot closely with the west african market and community so we would love to hey. like, and we've done food reviews too happen. We, yeah we, we've, we've done, done the food, food network I was letting them know um, we, we talk a lot about food because obviously we have a business with, together and I deal with food. So definitely we need we need all the stories told out. That's why I keep yeah. telling you, like High on the Hog is very, very important. I loved it. I, I told, told everybody that to watch it. a lot because I enjoy food docs. So I watch a lot of Netflix docs, Hulu docs, and you don't get a lot of that type of story being told you mm. know and no. you know obviously we unfortunately we haven't had our stories told so we don't get to have the lax events like the last lax doc like oh let's just chop it up about this about that because the foundation has to be set Correct. so things like high and hog is so important to me because 
we have to know the story first mm-hmm. to then be able to have fun with it, to then be able to tweak this recipe, to tweak that, because there's so much importance in everything, you know? Yeah. When you see the collard greens being made, when you see mac and cheese, like, we spoke about uh, mac and the cheese. The mac and cheese, when you when you did the that episode stuff, where bro. you went to um, Monticello. Monticello, yo. Fam, it's like, bro, like, how how did this get away, you know what I mean? So it's like, it it's so important that you're high on the hog happens, because I know it's going to lead to a whole lot more. All my food friends are talking about high on the you know and it leads to wow this is ours and now we can tweak it you know so exactly it's just so important and i was just so hyped when you were you know you were down together in this conversation because it's it's just the conversation we wanted it doesn't have to be something super uptight because we don't get to have fun conversations because there's no story behind it like you said new stories become because we don't actually know you know our history so you going back home you going through all the cities, you talking to the families, you talking to all the chefs around, you know, the states and how they're, you know, very much involved in bringing what was into what is now. It's it's very important. Bro, we got to go back to Monticello. Bro, <laughs> Thomas Jefferson's concubine's brother was the dude that gave us essentially what we know as mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. Yeah, I know. That That's is nuts. Of all, right? Like, how is that happening? That's nuts. Because, you know, I mean, I, okay, so I grew up in Connecticut. We're, we're both Nigerian. I grew up in Connecticut. You grew up in, in, in New York. Um, he grew up in a red state. Is it blue now? You're so stupid. It's oh, always blue. Oh, Connecticut okay. always been a blue Because, you know, that. he's from Atlanta. He's technically a blue state now. So, nah, we yeah, talk, we blue yeah, state yeah, now. Yeah, you yeah, know, we, we talk different now. I can't you stand know? you. I can't stand you. Yeah, I'm just saying. You sound like you're from Buckhead. It's fine. Wow. It's cool. Wow. It's okay. No, no, no. I don't, I don't do hookahs. It's all good. So I'm I don't sorry. do hookahs. Crazy. Yeah, no, you, go ahead. I'm sorry. So, growing up um, in school, we learned about, obviously, the first pre- the founding presidents, et cetera, et cetera. And very rarely would I have a teacher that was brave enough to talk to us about like things like Sally Hemings and you know what she represented in the Jefferson household and you know the kids that Thomas Jefferson had with her but you know when he when he died everything you know I mean all the different things like this we knew about her kind of like vaguely but in your doc um, when you started talking about yeah. James, James Hemings. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Hemings, why do I know that name? And I started to Google and it's like, oh yeah, James Hemings was the brother of Sally Hemings. And I was like, holy smokes, this dude <laughs> was the cook and his sister was getting, you know, Okay. Yeah, right. I mean, it's crazy. Respect. Respect. The right, let's respect it. Let's respect Big anti, big anti Sally. No, shout out to Big Whoa. James. Wow, wow. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. I'm sorry about this, Steven. Shout out to Big James for holding us down with the mac and cheese in the afterlife. Yes, yes. You know and respect saying? the sister because you're no, out here res- putting the sister's nah, business out Sally, there. Sally, thank you for holding it down yeah. as well. Right, because you know I mean? if Sally wasn't yeah. there, James nah, wouldn't James, be there. James wouldn't have a job. James would not be there. James wouldn't get to go to France. You know, it's one of those things where you you when you when you when you when you got a you got a girl and she got like the cousin that raps you right. know what i'm saying you're right. like yo you know you, you got to put my cousin on and you really right. your cousin's your cousin probably the cousin probably trash but he, he can right. get a shot because you're dealing with the you're dealing with you know right. you dealing is with the cousin. It is. so it's, it's nepotism everybody plays their part that was the one time where nepotism worked out for black yeah, people worked out for black people. shout out right. to black nepotism you're right and more to come. More hopefully. To <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. Undoubtedly. Yeah, that's Undoubtedly. why I'm, I'm always happy when we get, you know, black rich folks having 
families. I'm like, please, because nepotism has not been going in our favor. We need everybody everywhere. So free brand idea, correct. free brand idea for the uh, Hemings family. Free free brand idea for the Hemings family. Let's hear it. Black Max. Black Max. Wow. Oh God. Black Max. Wow. <laughs> Black Max. I, I mean, I I am I'm surprised it hasn't been done already. Oh, I'm telling you, um, that's the one time you'll see like a a black face like Angela Jemima on the box, and it's actually appropriate. Mm. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. No, I I mean it tells you everything you need to know. Like the fact that black folks in this country didn't even realize that mac and cheese was ours. Like, yo, we have work to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think, yeah, we, like, I think we, we all assumed that it was like somehow brought over by Italians and we like remixed it. Yeah, no, you know what I'm saying? You know how black people love Alfredo, but they don't know anything. You know I mean? like, <laughs> oh, wow, you're Alfredo. doing that. It's, you're I mean, doing I'm that. Not, no, no, sir, sir. Let's go to Applebee's I'm tomorrow. Not, there's a canceled train, and I'm not getting Let's there. Let's go to Applebee's tomorrow and see how many people got Alfredo out. All right. I'm yeah, the fettuccine. The fettuccine. <laughs> Shrimp Alfredo. Alfredo. I like a little cheese on you know top. You know what I mean? Alfredo boy. Again, I'm still not going down with you, but nah, cool. Steven, you, that's the next doc you have to do. How did black people get so addicted <laughs> to Alfredo? Who, what was, is who was the origin? Yeah. What was the origin story of Alfredo in the black community? Who's auntie? You know what I'm saying? Red Lobster? I don't know. Nah. Is it Red Lobster? We love Red Lobster. We do. We do. But we it was before that. It was, I mean, I want to say. But why do we? Uh, well, it's seafood. I want to say predated. I want to say predated. Thank you. I was going to say Olive, Olive The breadsticks and Alfredo. Olive Garden. Yeah. You got to make it sound fancy. Yeah. Olive Garden. Olive Garden. Probably. That's true. You got to make it sound fancy, Stephen. When a, you take a girl there, you're going to be like, oh, I'm going to take it to Olive Garden. She's going to think it's a nice o- little Italian spot. Olive Garden. And then when she gets there, she realizes she's been there already. You can't say Red Lobster. Lobster de Rouge. Oh. See, it sounds oh, it sounds more sure. fun. You take a joint to Red Thank you. You take a joint to Red Lobster. It's like, oh, it's Red Lobster. You take it to Lobster de Rouge. Oh. It's, diff- it's different. Reservation at seven. Yo, did we invent lobster mac and cheese too? Because if we did, I mean, that'd be nuts. That would be that nuts. major. I'm pretty that sure. Well. Do we? I'm not sure we do a lot. I'm not a big fan of lobster. I just want to say that's one of the most overrated things. That's because you're from crab, red state. No, no crab meat tastes way better than lobster. Okay. Steven, what do you think about that? What? what are you um, a lobster person? Because I feel like flavor-wise, crab does a whole lot more than lobster to me. Okay, so I do agree with that. I think flavor-wise, crab does have more to offer. Um, however. If you have a, a perfectly prepared lobster roll, it's hard mm. to be mad at that as it, well. You know I what I mean? Hundred percent hear that. Hundred. But there's a lot going on in that role, though. That's true. It has a whole I, I, lot I, I, of supporting actress and actors that leads to that I, great movie. Crab <laughs> comes through with a nice little high school film, and everybody's standing You're up not wrong. I had a crab meat roll for lunch today. I'm not lying. I'm telling you, Ooh. crab gets no love. It, you know, I think people get people just get hooked on lobster. Yeah, and it's know? overpriced. You it's know? overpriced. You gotta, you gotta do. I don't, and I don't want no attention to crab because this is what happened with oxtail. Not everyone loves oxtail, and now you can't afford it in the Jamaican spot. Hey, that's true. That's so, true. But oxtail price is high. It's insane. Yo, Steven, we keep giving you ideas for new docs. We gotta go in the community. <laughs> and find out why the oxtail price is so damn high. Gentrification. Dang, man. <laughs> That's a two-minute two minute doc. It's there for you. No, I literally, I went to, yo, there's a Jamaican spot not too far from here, uh, Kokomo's, and, yo, I tried to get a tray of oxtails. It was like, yo, $84. $84? $84. Yeah. 
No, it's insane. I get no, it. No, I for real though, it, it really is gentrification. I'm not I'm not lying. Because look, for ten years ago, people weren't eating oxtails like that. It was it was cultural, right? And what happened is in uh in gentrifying neighborhoods all over the US, um, white chefs would receive capital to open up new restaurants and appropriate the food of other cultures, um, including oxtails. So what happened is year over year, as in more gentrifying neighborhoods all throughout the country, started to have oxtails on their menu, it started to affect the pricing. And it especially started to affect the pricing in urban uh, epicenters where these large orders, mind you, ox, only one tail. Like you can't, you know what I mean? So it was all, it was never um, meant to be a thing produced in mass. It was always about community. It was always about um, utilization, using the whole animal. Um, and as soon as it became um, kind of in vogue among a certain kind of chef at a certain kind of restaurant, probably like in the early 2000s, starting back then, um, and really like going crazy after the, the 2010s, um, it's completely altered the supply chain. It's completely altered the prices and legit, like the same reasons that, um, we get priced out uh, of real estate in our own communities. Uh-huh. Like the same thing happens, um, not just with, with restaurants, not only are we being priced out, but they are serving our food. Right. Right. So again, this is why it's very important to understand our origins, our relationships with our cultural food so that we can start to see the ways in which our culture becomes under siege. It's hard to, it's hard to identify as it happens. You know, people are like, Oh, what, like, why do you care? I'm always talking about, um, or answering questions more often about this notion of, of culinary or cultural appropriation. And, and people act like it is, Oh, you know, no, it's all artistic. It's all in the game. No one's being hurt, and and that couldn't be further from the truth. Exactly. Because what you're doing is perpetuating a cultural erasure that completely reflects the same societal erasure, the same systemic erasure that Black people face in real life. Mm. And so, not only are you displacing us from our own communities in real life, you're now writing us out of the stories that we created. Definitely. And, and selling it back to, to privileged white people and altering the marketplace so that we now are priced out of what was already always ours. So what, what we probably yeah. need to do is, is uh, start a, start a, uh, a, what's it called, a campaign to bring back our oxtails. I, th- I, yeah. feel like, I feel like it might be too late. I feel like oxtail now goes from being that weekend thing to slowly becoming... A graduation dinner. God forbid. Like, no, because it's like, like he's saying, the price is only going to go up. Like the average family is not going to be able to enjoy their Sunday dinner if it's an oxtail thing. Like so, because now it becomes more expensive. So oxtails are going to be like caviar for us. That's if it keeps at, at that this pace. Who knows? Yeah. Because now it's going to be yeah. one of those things you have to go to this fine restaurant to get it for X amount of dollars. It's not the a, a great cut of meat, you know. It's just yes, it's rare because it's one, like you said, it's one per cattle. But it's it's insane because it's gonna happen to all the black males. I feel like there are a lot of obviously Caribbeans in America and a lot of 
Africans in America there are going to bring the, the even the fufu craze that was going oh, yeah. on with fufu, TikTok. It made it, it made it wild. And then everybody was lining up. So it's like those who actually go there on the maybe daily or every other day don't even get to eat their fufu anymore because yeah. somebody wants to do a, exactly. a two minute video on TikTok. Bring back our oxtails. Yeah, it, I, it, to be honest with you, I was excited for our food to grow into the community. And then it's like, you see the effects of it. And it's like, eh, I'm not sure. <laughs> no, good on that. I'm not sure. Nah, yeah. it's insane. Good on growing that. pains, growing yeah, pains. Because it's just another thing to them, right? Because it's just another food option. But this is our culture, like Stephen was saying. This is family tradition. This is community. This is how, you know, the experiences or memories you have attached to these dishes. Mm. And obviously, if you can't repeat it, you can't do it with grandma, mom, whatever it is, then it takes away from what you grow, you you know, you grow remembering. Absolutely. It's, speaking speaking yeah. of growing remembering, ah, segue. Oh, look at that. And, and gentrification. Oh. Uh, <laughs> you can always you put know, gentrification you know, on everything, everything, bro. Um, in the documentary, you met uh, uh, a woman by the name of Gabrielle Carter. Uh, yes. She talks about her experiences learning how to cultivate from the land learning from her parents or grandparents that was a heavy episode yeah yeah she talks about um uh eminent domain how like you know the 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 community is trying to move her uh, her grandfather's family out of their family home where they've been farming and, and and she's been learning all these things about her culture and it was a really really interesting um story to learn about because you don't realize uh, especially in the south how many people keep a lot of these traditions alive every day and how something can displace and erase all of that in in, in an instance Hmm. um how did you how did you come across her yeah so um so gabrielle's a homie in, in real life um so that episode was both um really special you know to share that experience and to share um the screen with, with someone that I know and, and love and respect and admire. Um, but it also made that story uh, even harder to absorb. Um, and even now, it's still hard for me to talk about just because of um, how devastating that event was, was for her family. So um, for those who haven't seen the show, this is in the second episode um when when we we meet my homie Gabrielle who is a amazing chef and, and cultural preservationist uh, in Apex North Carolina and yeah they the eminent domain coming right through uh the front yard uh, of Uncle Andrew and you know what Gabrielle says uh in in the doc um, is that the land had no value when her family was there, right? And so it was generations of, of Black folks who added value to the land through their knowledge and dedication, only to have the local government decide for their own enjoyment and convenience to put a highway through their front yard. And just knowing how close um, Gabrielle is with the, the elderly males in her life, um, how they really raised her, uh, shaped her ideology, you know, as a chef and um, as a black woman, you know, making a living from the land to have that stripped from her. Um, it just felt like such a violation, but also completely consistent with 
the experience of black people for 400 years and counting in this country. And it's a story about displacement. Um, and I think, you know, what we call eminent domain is just an, or gentrification, whatever. These are all just different ways of describing the same outcome, the same phenomenon, which is black people getting kicked up off their own land, if we even are in a position to hold it. And so going back to this thing about the stories, you know, what I, what I told her um, in the episode and what I believe in real life, they can't valuable resource from that property and that's that's her you know that's her mind that's what she learned from her elders um and she might not have that land um to to expand on on her her knowledge but she has that knowledge you know what i mean um and i'm for her but um that is a difficult story and to me also really underscores why we have to understand our history and our relationship to the land and on the land so that when we see cultural in society, um, when we see gentrification happening of our food, um, with, of our cultural foods that, that are so closely tied to our identity, the stakes are much higher because that's all we got. If we don't have land and the way that we keep our culture connected is through food and through convening around food, and people uh, steal that from you, make that way of life not possible for you in the same way they've made it not possible to convene on the land. Like, it's really a violation. It's really the same kind of, it's in my mind, you know, because it really perpetuates this idea of erasing black people completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it made me it made me emotional. I mean, yeah, every, yeah. everything, every every other episode that I watched, I was like, "Oh, this is great. This is a lot of knowledge. There's a lot of connections I'm seeing." But that episode, I was like, "Oh shit!" I didn't even consider that you know, there's families like that have passed down, you know, traditions and recipes, et cetera, et cetera, and and something so random like that can just change everything. Yeah, especially when I think it was the, her uncle came in at the end with a bottle for mm-hmm. you guys. It was just. It was a lot to take in because you could imagine every strong black man in any family structure not wanting to show that vulnerability, but still trying to be supportive and hold down what he feels like he could do for her to make her life easier. So it's just, I can't even, you, we get introduced to the story and it's like, okay, another nice episode. And it's like, boom, you know, this is real. This is what people are dealing with. This is what people have been dealing with for years. You Mm -hmm. know, you make something of nothing. And as soon as it becomes, it has some kind of value to it. Mm -hmm. They snatch it. So was Uncle Andrew yeah. able to um, move to another area where he was able to kind of keep um, keep his traditions going? Or I mean, not exactly. He was uh, relocated to another home. You know, not it doesn't even have a yard. So I mean, that in itself is a, is a tragedy. This is a man in his seventies. He has no business moving or being moved. Um, so just the disruption kept in that house for so many decades. Um, so yeah, he, he was moved. They do still have part of, uh, pretty there. Um, but it's, it's a rough story, man. Like I really wish I had, um, 
I wish I could deliver, you know, other news around it. It's a difficult story. But um, like I said, I just have so much faith in Gabrielle um, that whatever she's building is going to be, you know, infinitely larger and greater. Absolutely. And, um, you know, if you have any information you could share with us about um, the initiative that she's working on, we can put it in the episode to make sure that people can support. Yeah. um, Tallgrass Food Box. Um, If y'all are in North Carolina, she's working with um, a bunch of black farmers from around the region, I think all from North Carolina, um, and putting together a, a literal black box. Um, so local eggs, local produce, local meat, all from black farmers in North Carolina. Uh, incredible work. So that is a great way to support her and, uh, and Uncle Andrew's legacy, too. Amazing. We'll definitely make sure to put that link. Yeah, in, if in you could episode. send us that link, we'll definitely put that in. Obviously, do our part as well. Mm-hmm. It's very important we keep that going. Is she accepting like donations yeah. and stuff on the site? Um, yeah, I believe she is accepting donations for that as well. Please. Perfect. Yeah, we need that. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Also, um, when are you when are you going to be in like New York or LA or any any of those cities? Um, New York in September. The whole month I'll be in Brooklyn. Oh, oh nice. perfect! You're gonna be around. You come yeah. to this kid concert with us. Oh, have you heard of Wizkid? Okay, Ben. Wizkid? Yes. No, nah, who is Wizkid? Wizkid oh. is the biggest, one of the biggest Afro pop artists. Is he the biggest? I think oh, I know Wizkid. Yeah, I know yeah, Wizkid. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I got you, got you, got you. Yeah, he has a concert yeah. September 11, and um, it's going to be at uh, Prospect Park. Mm-hmm. So you're definitely invited if you're willing to come through. Yeah, we'll make, we'll oh, make sure you're sorted. Oh, I love Prospect Park. Yes. You don't have to bring any food. This is not a trap. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. <laughs> he comes to like, so Stephen, where's the... Yeah, nothing? Where's no, the, I'll, be, I'll, I'll no be holding bottles. bottles. <laughs> there we go. No, we'll no. take the bottles. We'll take the bottles. We'll come with the mills. And we'll take you We'll take you to some of the spots in Brooklyn that we that we rock with out here. There's a there's a few African restaurants that... I mean, I'm sure if you've been in Brooklyn, you know some of them, but we'll definitely... like take some time to introduce you to our spots yes it would be an honor it would be an honor for real so yeah, we, i'm gonna hold y'all through that okay please perfect. please do perfect 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 um what was your what was their favorite the favorite thing you ate when you were um working on the documentary because i know they i know they're all his friends so this is, know, this is a I good mean, question to ask I mean, and he's gonna be in new york soon so he might no filter no it, filter i mean if you I got y'all. You know, I'm going to give you um, the perfect answer, which doesn't absolve or promote anyone above the other. The best thing I had was um, was the, the, the hot sauce that we were eating in Benin, actually. Oh, so every, every that. restaurant that we went to in Benin, they had this crazy hot sauce. It was it was like a paste. Was it, Valerie? it was on the, the, the table spot you went with Valerie, or whatever. Yeah, name? with Valerie, yeah. that spot, like every spot we went to, and this sauce was so crazy because I was I was asking everybody like, yo, can you bring out the chef? What's in here? Like, and everyone was like, oh, you know, it's just peppers, like just <laughs> peppers. They kept saying just the peppers. Can I say I'm something like, about that? <laughs> it happens all the time. I because I, I keep telling everyone hot sauce from. Africa and our hot sauce from certain parts of the world just it's there's more flavor in the hot sauce from Africa so it's like yes it's spicy but it makes you want to eat some more it's something man it is addictive <laughs> it is so good 
They had me trying to um, make make the hot sauce for months when I got back to the states, but I didn't have the peppers. I didn't have the raw material. Yo, let's talk. Let's have a conversation. Yo, we're gonna get that shit to you. We'll we'll get that shit to you. There are people going home and back home all the time, so we'll get that shit to you. Exactly. See if the aunties know how to wrap it through the bag that passes the customs with no issues. You know, we'll delete that part from the podcast. Yeah, protect auntie, protect auntie, and all. Yeah, okay. Allegedly, allegedly, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. All right, so the obviously the podcast, I said the podcast, the the doc has gotten so much great reviews. What are some things you felt like you should have added or removed from from the doc itself, or, or like things you filmed that weren't able to make it to the final cut? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the executive producers uh, did such an amazing job running the show, our literal showrunner, Shoshana Guy. Um, we had Roger Ross Williams, award-winning director. It was just a special group of people. And honestly, there was not a lot of wasted um, anything. Like, I, I really think we got all the stories and the whole production was wild, efficient, um, just from, from the perspective of like having the vision and then capturing uh, which is is not how productions usually work. So we were very fortunate. Um, and but yeah, I mean, but it's very obvious as well whether you're looking from the perspective of the book or just you know from a pan African perspective. Like there are so many other stories to tell, so many other um, countries. That I mean, the amount of love and letters that have come from Brazil, where you know we have a bunch of cousins over there. You know, even more numerous. Um, than we are here in the States, you know, our, our twins and that horrific um, slave trade. So, like, obviously there's a whole um, thing that could happen there. Um, uh, West Indian family is, is, is hitting us up, you know, aggressively um, in the name of representation, even here in the States, um, New Orleans, um, Chicago, there's just so many places where um, the storytelling can um, pick up from. Uh, I hope that all of the conversations that y'all are having and that so many are having um, is reverberating back to the decision makers at Netflix so that we can um, have another opportunity to continue these stories. Absolutely. But, um, that has me excited. But, but yeah, I mean... I think we, I think we got it this this first go around in terms of what we were trying to shoot, mm-hmm. but um, absolutely there is just like unlimited green space. I really um, hope you guys for, are able to other film. Places. I really hope you guys are able to film something in Brazil because I mean we we on this podcast we talk about all the I mean I'm I'm Yoruba, Bawo is Shakiri. Um, they're both um, communities that are very uh, very much connected to what's going on in Brazil. Obviously, with what you just said. There are people that speak our languages in Brazil. If you go to Brazil, if you go the to religion if you go well. to if you go to very heavily Cuban areas in, in Florida, they speak Yoruba. They speak our languages. They practice our ancestors' religions. They know the customs. They they do all the rites and the, and the cultural things that our ancestors used to do. So I'm always fascinated um, when when I when I when we find those parallels when we travel. Mm-hmm. I'm always fascinated mm-hmm. by that. But I'm I'm especially more fascinated about brazil because nobody really talks about that relationship as much as they nobody should. yeah i i couldn't agree more and i've always felt that um and actually dr j 
has always done an amazing job. I mean, she speaks Portuguese, which helps, um, but I feel like she's always kind of centered that relationship and, and influenced my own thinking mm-hmm. a lot uh, about that that duality. Um, I think she might even be working on a book about this right now. Oh, that's um, amazing. That's huge. Oh, I mean, that's amazing. I mean, sure. if, I think even, I, even in Nigeria, I mean, people hear Lagos and they go, oh, Lagos, it's, it's must be a, it must be a, a, a Yoruba or an <laughs> African word. Yeah. And they don't realize the relationship between Lagos and Portugal and Lagos yep. and Nigeria. Yeah. Like, literally, the Portuguese were there before the British got there. Right. Before the British. That, yeah. I so mean, a lot, a lot exactly. of the architecture, a lot of the old world architecture that exists in some of the port cities in Nigeria are Straight Portuguese. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they have also been um, completely unrepentant about their own version of erasure, you know, oh, like yes. it, we, we are um, in many ways in the U.S. Um, much further along in our uh, dialogue and, and reckoning around what happened than, than in Brazil, um, um, where where black folks continue to be. Um, persecuted and, and murdered um not not to, obviously that that is happening in this country as well uh-huh. um but i i really think um as y'all are alluding to as well not enough is understood or discussed about how we literally got twins on the other side of the atlantic uh-huh. um, and, and, and when and things just, are discussed it's always like the the, the more nefarious sides of the more uh the you know like voodoo and yeah. this and it's like right 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 in the street activities and yeah all that. and hopefully when they, when they discuss brazil hopefully argentina comes up as well because golly exactly. i mean argentina's history is wild yeah that's true erasure that's like not even a footprint in the sand to even like walk back i know nothing about argentina's history. oh my god yeah. with black folks my no. goodness there's a reason the people down from Germany wanted to go there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Makes sense. Yeah. Yep. 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 All, all facts. What you say? All true. Bad. Y'all, y'all are some, uh, y'all are some heavyweight historians. I, oh, I appreciate the scholarship. We care, and it's nice to talk to someone that knows their history and, and the history of, of, of various cultures as well. It's a, yeah, it's, we it's learned so much. We learned, I've learned so much from it. Like I'm telling you, I just taking it in and just putting faces to the stories and I, I it's just every episode I was blown by something, you know, mm. even the black cowboy story. Oh my God. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, I love that one. Yeah. I love that. That. He was a legend. What are you talking about? We're talking about barbecue? Yeah. Like? And he Yo. was, I loved, I loved when he was testing for, uh, Steven's food knowledge. Yeah, he was like, you don't know about that. He was like, bro. As an OG, you what you know about that? Like, bro, don't let this American deli fool you. Right. I've been, Steven was ready to like turn sand into a meal. Like you, please respect yeah. it. Hey, this ain't cornmeal. Don't play with me. You, you should have pulled up with your sandals, the uncle sandals. You, you, you didn't have your toes out. That's why. <laughs> oh, red flag. Red flag. <laughs> that's so funny, man. Oh man. Nah, but yeah, that it was so much to learn. And obviously, we thank you and the production team for what you've done. I'm excited that they're possible part two. To, oh, to no, we, the hog we, whatever the whatever stars. ancestors we got to pray to to make sure that right. the part twos and the part threes and the part fours happen we need that if there's if there's a, if, if you know where the crib of the the netflix higher ups if we got to stand outside and chant high on the hog you let us know look 
Jason, whatever your last name is. Say it. Hop on his LinkedIn. Sarah Caucasity. Are you dro- dropping random white people names? Yo, straight straight up. I mean, there's gotta be someone there. With somebody, the some uh, Sarah is like, the, damn, they got me. There's gotta be someone with the last name Smith or Johnson. Oh no, definitely, definitely. You know, that makes decisions. Definitely a Smith. You know, definitely that. You know, Bob Green. You oh know, if wow. You're there, you know, oh, Robert Bob Green. Robert yeah. Green. If yes, you're listening, yes. get it there. You know, get it there. Let it happen. I mean, they're out here. That we. Uh, what else got? What else got canceled recently? That I'm thinking of. Uh, that they need. Oh, the HBO show. Uh, was it the HBO show? Yes, yeah, the HBO show Which that one? got canceled. Um, with homie that has sleepy eyes. What's his name? The HBO show. Damn. <laughs> See, that's that Nigerian honesty. The HBO show. What's the show? The one. The black. Oh actress. yes. The. Uh, uh, oh, love country. Love, love country. country. Yeah, he has sleepy yeah, eyes. Yeah, Does yeah. he not? Is it, it is what it is. I'll let the record show that Bawo said no, that. No, it's not a good or a Look, bad thing. It's I, just he has sleep. Like I, he doesn't eyes. have he doesn't have a shocked face. All eyes he matter. He always looks like he saw it coming. He's all, never impressed. All eyes matter. Steven, you don't have to say yes or no, but. You, I'm no, not going I'm to. not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> see, this is why I enjoy not having no, industry friends because I'm not going to run into this man he's, ever. He said, "I'm not going to mess but up this the man, HBO bag." He doesn't look like he's ever shocked. I hear you, and I will let you. You know, have he's your a opinion. good-looking guy. You see, know, now, now, he's he's, normal, now he's good-looking. I don't. I, I'm, I'm comfortable with my sexuality. He's a good-looking guy, but he just has sleepy eyes. Okay, shout out, shout out, shout out to what's people his with, name. I don't know. That's your man's. That's your man's. I'm not, you're not going to incriminate me. Yeah, no, I, I guess. No. You know, we don't say his name. Yeah, Nobody correct, finds correct, out we're talking correct. about him. You guess. Yeah. Let's, let's let the record show Got that you. you guess. Sir, if you yeah. hear this, if you, it's not a knock. You God know. made us however he made us. But man's has sleepy eyes. Shout out to everybody with sleepy eyes and awake right, eyes. Right. They're woke eyes. There's some people you see and you're like, bruh, this guy is up and ready. That's so funny. Though. Like, I would think he has bad first impressions. You know, like people like he wasn't even interested. Yeah, he was, you know, and he, was, he probably loved it. He needed you know. a Red Bull, you right? Know and that he's man just, is that man is up chilling. and ready. He's, he's just, just chilling. chilling. Yeah. yeah. Just, just, hey. You know. He's in California, though, I think. So, you know, he might be on the medicinal. See? Oh, see? Like, now we're talking. See? Now see? we're that's, talking. That's, that's so he friend. might be the plug. That's his friend. He might be he the might plug. Be. He might be. Hi. So he's not running an Olympic marathon, nah, is what you're nah, saying. He's not Shikari. He's, he's not Shikari. He's not Shikari. Cool. Cool. Nah. Got you. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Shikari, by the way. So he's good. Yeah. Yeah. That so I feel so bad for her. I, I do, too. Like, I wanted to run, but let's not blame like we're not alright let's not get Steven nah, in this Steven nah, is Steven is here Steven to talk about food Steven wine sport. yeah no no is there anything else <laughs> <laughs> any of the projects coming up anything you'd like to highlight cause I really don't oh, want to mess up the bag <laughs> yeah appreciate y'all we need that we need that um what we have a we're actually launching a new company um we're launching a, a podcast network a whole network made of podcasts Oh, Westone is? Yup, it's called Westone Radio Collective. Okay, WRC. Where do I drop the interview clip? Can we? Yo, let's go. Let's see. We don't have a sidebar combo. Right, right, right. right, right. Yo, we we, we got a lot to talk about. So, that's the dope thing now. Our boss would be a black man. We don't got to use the white voice. We don't got to come through. We have to code switch? Yeah, we no code switching. No, no code switching. We love to see it. We love to see it. Um... Yeah, no, just just like y'all, man. I, I love the medium, um, like you. I said, and um, 
Yeah, just working on podcasts. Uh, our next magazine, Weststone Volume 8, is coming out next month in August. So uh, you can always subscribe to Weststone Magazine. You can always buy Weststone uh, at weststonemagazine.com. Okay. Bet, bet. okay. Also, what's what's the significance behind the name Whetstone? Um, good question. No one's asked me that in years, actually. Um, Whetstone is a culinary term, and it is uh, it's the the object that you use to sharpen your knife. Um, and so, basically, one of the things that professional chefs do that a lot of people don't know before they start cooking every single day, they have to sharpen their knife. So most home cooks, we, we put our knives in the cabinets. We, we, you know, we leave them in there, they get banged up, they get dull, but professionals sharpen, they hone the blade every day. So it's really a metaphor about how I'm trying to show up to this work. Um, and also the value proposition when, when you show up to the work, uh, and engage with the material, you get sharper. Love that. Mm, that's deep. Mm. It makes sense. It makes sense. It does. It does. The man knows what he's talking about. Sir, you are, le- you are a legend and a scholar. Man. Yes, yes. Is there anything food related that you're doing directly? Or are you more focused on whetstone as of right now in the He's launching the hot sauce, remember? He's oh, launching the hot sauce. Yeah, I got, I got the um, West African hot sauce coming <laughs> yeah, out. Yo. They got the Good black ball. mac. Too many, too many. Yeah, no, we we might be um working on uh an event package for the fall. We'll see how this Delta goes. Ooh. But um yeah, we it, it's always it's always food, you know, whether it's print, whether it's radio, whether it's events, it's it's always food. It's, Keep us posted. Funny. However we can support, let us know. Yes. If we you know, if there's artists or, or entertainers that we have relationships with that we we can have support, whatever you're doing. Um, just to amplify your efforts, yeah, please let us know. I appreciate y'all, for real. I really do. Thank and, you. And um, big, 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 big shout out to Quentin. The uh, Like, man's is a professional. He yeah. handled everything. <laughs> Quentin, shout out to you. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you're going to listen to the episode. Thank you so much, Quentin. Shout out to Quentin for yeah. all the rescheduling and being valuable. Right, right. I'm sure he appreciate rolled his you, eyes, girl. but he ain't showed in like, the email. These, Thank you, Quentin. These, uh, these Negroes want on black people time. He's <laughs> <laughs> goddamn... Shout out, Quentin. Goddamn, he just want to reschedule again. Right. Can you believe it, Steven? Man, we get, we, we, one time is enough, man. This is guy's weird. He, he can't. Hey, yeah. he's got to deal with, with the HNIC every day. He right. knows what it is. Oh, there we We're go. We're flexible. There we go. Shout out to the agent. All right. So, yeah, so, Steven, thank you. Thank you so much. Is there any anyone you want to shout out before, before, before uh, we let you go? Um... Nah, I'm good. I appreciate y'all. <laughs> like, yo, yo, we got we got dancers, we got a guy, we got the black mac and cheese. That's good enough. That's yo. good enough. All right. Yeah. So, where can where can our listeners find you, sir? Um, at I saw Steven on Instagram uh, and at Whetstone Magazine with an H. Whetstone with an H. Steven with a PH. Let them know. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, my brother. We, we really appreciate, appreciate it, you. man. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, Steve, no doubt. Appreciate your time. Appreciate y'all. Um, appreciate y'all. All right. Be easy. I'll hit you up when I'm in New York. Hey, yes, yeah, please. Absolutely. Please do. Do man. not forget. We have we have some we have some hot sauce. To, yeah, we have a whole saying? lot. We're going to take you on tour on some of the Senegalese spots, too. I don't know if you're into Senegalese cuisine. We'll take you on. I am. Bad. Yeah, they make, I'm ready. They make one of the better, we need better some, fish. We need, we need some dibby, some, uh, yeah. some lamb. No, nah, we're going to put them Ooh. on. We're going to put them on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
guys. Talk to me. Yes, All right, I'll be back in touch soon. All right, All right, brother. Thanks again. Enjoy the rest right, of your week. God be bless. Easy. Yes, sir. Peace. You too. Peace. 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 Cool. How that was, was awesome. That was fire. Steve is dope. He's a man, you know. He 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 made it very clear that uh, he wasn't trying to get involved with the Jalal Fours, and I understand, right? And um, let me get Sleepy Eyes' name. <laughs> yo, he's gonna he's gonna show up to one of our <laughs> events and and just like yo, what, what you have to say now? Right? <laughs> what you got to say about Sleepy Eyes now? I'm woke. I'm woke. I've been woke. Oh, you right. think I'm sleep? I put you to sleep. Right. Nobody needs any of that. No. It's Jonathan Majors. You know what's crazy? I That's follow cool. I follow him on Instagram because. Uh, he's hilarious. Oh, he, he, he is his he, content. He's, he's hilarious, but I think people don't. When people see him, because he's so he's in serious I told roles. You. Yeah, horrible first impression, yeah. probably. Yeah, and shout out to our Nigerian sister who's on there, Wumi. Hey, Mosaku. Yeah, she's dope. Yeah, she's also on um, Loki. Yes, she's Get fire. Your bag. Get she's, your bag, my love. Fire. But she, she's fire, but because she reminds me of, like, you know, people that we know in real life, you know, so I got I to, gotta like, love you're, her from a distance. Right, you're associating her with people you know. You know. Oh, wow, she's from Zaria mm-hmm. in Ninja. Wow. That means that, that has to mean that one of her her grandparents were in the military or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you doing? When you see about people in the in north, it's like, what? Why are you doing there? What Pro- made you? Wumi Me? Why were you in Zaria? Oh, she's British. Oh well, that is also uh, the British actors and actors are just collecting. But the British have come. I'm telling you, I, I from uh, from uh, what's it called? Uh, John Boyega. Yes, so John Boyega. Um, no, from Adik Boyega to Boyega. Oh, mm. switch it up. It's okay. Sex Symbol teams. All right, it's all and right. And our brother in um, uh, wow, Snowfall. Oh yeah, Damson. Damson. Damson Idris. First of all, damn. What do you hear a name like Damson? Damn you, son, you, where'd damn, you get that from? Damn son, where'd you find this? When you hear a name like Damson, you know that the parents oh, were man. West Indian or African. Oh yeah, now they were having a good time. Mm-hmm. They were having a good time. I know Nigerian people were doing their thing. Even in the NBA Finals, we got Nigerian people on both teams. So it's it's huge. It's huge. Giannis and Tanasis. No, no. And then on the other team, the center is also Nigerian. He's half. Is it Bahamian? It's Bahamian. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 Nigerian and Bahamian. DeAndre Ayton. His pops is Nigerian. So shout out to the Nigerian people that push on the culture. As a Ghanaian man, I'm happy for you people. You know, yep. ever since yep. I've accepted, ever since I've been walking in my Ghanaian heritage, I think uh, things have been really calm on my side. Charlie, life has been really Charlie, peaceful. Life is smooth. Charlie, everything, everything, boys are brave. He no be teens. It's smooth. Boys are brave. Mm-hmm. I've been putting, I've been inserting threes in my sentences yeah, randomly. Easy, it's easy. crazy. When you spell easy, put that three in front of that A, and life just becomes smoother. Shout out to all our fellow Ghanaians out there doing their teen. So we're going to cover some of the topics where we wrap the episode up. Let's do it. Uh, big news out of Haiti. This mm. morning, the president was assassinated. Our condolences to Yes, in his home. Um, I spoke to one of my Haitian friends, and because they had announced it was the president and his wife, but she's saying the wife is still alive in the hospital um, in I was Miami. Told, I was told she passed away. I was told she's still alive in the hospital in Miami. Mm. So... Well, We'll see what, because this is still fresh. So probably in a day we'll have better idea of what's yeah. going on. I stopped. I stopped um, relying on the timeline to to source my news because it's been a lot of fake news that uh, we've yes. seen. Yes. 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 Well, yeah. You know, everyone's trying to break the news. 
without knowing what's going on. You yeah. know, it was horrible when DMX was sick. Yeah, and everybody's supposed to be first. Time. Yeah, yeah, it's just so I like, mean, what what do you gain from that? They tried to kill Biz Marquis the other day. Yes, it's yes. Like, what are you doing? Shout out to Biz Marquis and his family, obviously. And that's the thing people don't realize. Like, you have cousins, neighbors, friends, you know, on your timeline of this people you're killing off early. And obviously, if you know somebody and you just, it, the, the tweet hits your timeline as you're going about your day, it's a shock. A whole wave of emotion hits the person, yeah. you know, and then just to find out they're alive, it's weird. I remember when Kobe passed and Rick Fox, mm-hmm. they just killed that. Like he kept saying he was getting calls, people crying and all that. And it's like, bro, what, where do you even get Rick Fox from? How do you just, let me throw this name in the, in the whole situation it's so, wild behavior it's disgusting bro it's absolutely disgusting so um but our, yeah haiti is haiti's going through it i know he wasn't a popular president and i know there was whole yeah there was talk about him stepping down a few yeah, weeks ago because um the tenure they were saying his tenure started started before it did he was saying his tenure started when he got appointed so it's been messy my hope um for haiti obviously is that vacuum of power doesn't lead to you know who coming in to try to fix things. Oh, and, France, of course. And push democracy upon the people, them, and we Wouldn't have even worse. So. Wouldn't it be a surprise if, if uh, certain colonial powers were involved as well? But oh, let's, of course. Let's just wait until they decide to release the information 20 years from now, like they mm. always do. Mm. Um, our condolences to the family, uh, our condolences to the Haitian people. Uh, it's a very, very sad day for everyone. That is Sakapet's Sac- family. Yes. Um, you know, you our prayers are with you guys. Know. Yeah. What else is on our agenda? Uh, well, Nigeria is a mess. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, I wasn't even expecting us to. Right. There's so much going on. I don't even know where to start from Senate trying to drop new laws to your former president going to UK. Buhari's in the UK? Yeah, I think he was planning on going to, for health reasons or whatever. Oh, that means uh, he's, he's on his way out. I don't. He's on his way out. Yeah, anytime, anytime, anytime a head of state, look, anytime, anytime any political um, representative from certain countries goes to another country for health reasons, that person's either already gone or it's on their way out. Well, there's a whole lot of rumors about that person being gone for a while now. So Oh yeah. I mean yeah. Body doubles, et cetera. We've heard it all. all right. And um in more Nigerian news, Nigerians being Nigerians, there is a possible new genre called Afro piano. Please make sense of it. As the uh, music expert I'm annoyed at. All right. What is Afro piano? When you hear it, do you, what do you hear? Do you hear sound or do you hear BS? I hear BS because, look, first of all, as someone that has relationships in the South African community, right? we both have relationships in the South African community. I'm chilling. I think it's a bit disrespectful to, you know, and, and, and it's not the first time that, that, that Nigerians, Nigerians do this. Yeah, we do this. We'll, we'll, we'll colonize a genre of music. We did it with Azonto. When we came upon Azonto, people forgot that it was a Ghanaian genre. And I don't say it to be disrespectful. I mean right. that once Oliver yeah, we Twist... Have, we have more heavy wiz, hitters, you know, yeah. so we can put out more 
in volume. We take localized waves and blow them up. But unfortunately, what we don't do when we blow them up is keep the people that were origin like part of the origins involved. Right. So things like I'm a piano, we've seen I'm a piano do its thing for, for the years. past few years in Joburg, Cape Town, Durban, etc. We've seen that. We've seen the waves, Destruction Boys, uh, Master with, KG. With no help from Nigeria. None. None. I mean, there's been a, ah, there's there were a few. There were no, a few, no, not to blow it up. Like, like, but, I mean, there was a few. No, no, no. They, but they didn't blow it up like no, uh, for sure. South Africans did. They think when, you know when home they, became they a dance thing. videos. Yes. You know, they they've been consistent. They've been putting out big clubs. Obviously, they have big DJs out there that have toured the world, mm -hmm. done songs. You mm -hmm. know, did shit with Drake, mm -hmm. done big venues. Mm -hmm. So yes, Nigerians have helped amplify the sound but not mm. blow it up yeah so because nigerians found out about it because Afri south africans were doing their thing it's like when new yorkers catch on to something right like from boston or connecticut or new jersey and then once the once the bronx gets wind of it or once brooklyn gets one of then it's it's all oh, it's brooklyn now and it's like no it's really right. all right we can really credit a few other spots for yes. the origins but all right y'all got it y'all got it um like what's I, wrong with saying hey Y'all did y'all thing. We got involved. We did our own thing with it, but it still started here. Afro piano pisses me off because it just confirmed. Why? It confirms everything that uh, we already know about Nigerian people. Is, is is it a Nigerian person that dubbed it Afro piano? Yes. Okay. There was an article. I forgot where the article was, but it was basically saying like how Nigerians new sound Afro piano. That person was probably just bored. Right. Mm -mm. Yeah, because none of the, the music community is not. I've, I haven't heard anyone mention Afro piano to me. So if some if a journalist is dubbing, yeah, if a journalist is saying, oh, a whole bunch of Nigerian and Ghanaians are making ama piano music, they should just say, yo, West Africans have tapped into the South African sound. They're they're remixing these things, etc. But I can understand why, um, like DJs, like major league DJs, etc., vocalist, you know producers and DJs that make this stuff that that po that poured everything into making this genre pop are are now kind of like oh shit so the Nigerians and the Ghanaians are f messing with the sound but instead of giving us the the credit and keeping the genre name intact they just gave it another name hmm. that's literally how afrobeats happened yeah yeah it was just hey there's afrobeat yeah, and we don't want to call yeah, it dance hall. We don't want to call it Afro dance hall or yeah. or anything like that. We'll just call it Afro beats. Just throw throw an S on that. And um, Amaviano, they might not think it's African, so we're gonna throw Afro on it and give it to Nigerians. Like that makes no sense. I always say no the, sense at all. The day that our people start to care about the oranges of names and nomenclature and things like that, I think the world will be a better place. We just don't care enough. We're no, like, oh, this is ours now. Let's just give it a name and nobody's going to care. We just did an interview about origins and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And the importance of it. You yeah. Because if we don't discuss the importance, new stories are made and the old ones wash, wash away. And we, we don't, don't document shit. Yeah, it's just vibes. It's been vibes. Vibes and Obviously now people are calling things out. So it's important, yeah. but please. I'm not calling it Afro piano. I'm going to keep calling it what yeah. it is. It's, it's I'm a piano. It's from South Africa. There are a lot of other cultures on the continent that are tapping into the music. You know, you have Zinoliski with uh, Kilo Feshe. You have... Mm -hmm. um, uh, Naira Mali, I think, has done. Naira Mali's done a few things. Yeah. Uh, Rexy's done KPK. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's, there's a few artists yeah, that Rexy, are... Yeah, Rexy's done a few of them. My mm -hmm. piano sound, and I think they were trying to... Because he just made an album... 
they were trying to say okay this is now the sound but it's just Nigerians having fun with a sound that already exists and a genre that has been given a name you know so now what oh yep well that makes that that's annoying the Afro piano yeah we'll move on from that um, <laughs> more music news obviously uh, Whisked announced his US tour mm-hmm. uh, very 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 excited it's going to be a vibes very excited I actually want to see if they're like because obviously Whisked is loved by fans and also by fellow artists Mm-hmm. I would love to see like guest appearances you know like they've been he's featured he's been featured in a whole lot of artists songs and obviously he's featured a few artists as well and um, I'm trying to think how many non-British Nigerian artists is Whisked featured um, I know there was Tiger which I hope never happened uh, who else in America was featured you think of it? Mm. I don't know. Um, Chris Brown? Was that a Chris Brown song? Because uh, I know they did the tour. Or Chris brought him out. African Bad Girl. African Bad Girl. That's it. Okay, yeah. There's, there's, a, there's a few. There's a list. I can't. There's. I'm trying to I'm trying to think of, okay, what am I allowed to say? What am I not allowed to say? Because oh, obviously. No. Well, no. I'm just talking about shit that everybody knows. Mm. Yeah. Um. I think that's it. Is there any female artist? Did I? I think that's it. Did I? No, no. Please don't play some shit you're not supposed to play. Mm-mm. Okay. I'm trying to make sure I don't do dots. All right. Um, make sure I don't do but dots. yeah, we're all quite excited about it. Um, are you going through most of the dates or are you supposed to be here for all the dates? I'm more than likely going to pop up at uh most of the dates i think uh like the big cities yeah i'm 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 trying to not exhaust myself right. i definitely want to make sure that all of the homies in all of the major cities that the the dates are happening are aware that it's happening so they can support and partake etc mm-hmm. um the dates are crazy though like the the, the fact that it's going to be from Boston all the way to Montreal is nuts. No, that's wild. It's where we are now as a genre, though. It's huge. And the ticket prices. So September 10th, Boston, September 11th, Brooklyn. Let's see, September 13th, Silver Spring, Maryland. September 17th, Cleveland, Ohio. September 18th, Chicago, Illinois. September 19th, Minneapolis, Minnesota. September 22nd, Denver, Colorado. September 25th, LA, which is going to be crazy. Hmm. September 28th, Seattle. October 9th, Dallas, which is also going to be crazy. Yes, sir. October 10th, Houston, also crazy. October Houston 12th. is going to be mad. Houston is going to be one that mad. you don't want to miss. October 12th, Atlanta, which is also going to be nuts. October 16th, Miami. I just want you to know, if you, are the tickets to Miami sold out yet? No. Okay. I don't think they've gone live yet. I just want you to know, whenever the Miami dates drop... Mr. Offshirt comes get, out. Get get that ASAP if you're interested in going to the Miami show. Yeah. Because yeah. Mandem has relationship in Miami. I don't know who he's referring to as Mandem. Whiskey. Whiskey. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, cool, yeah. Cool, cool. We in Miami, Leaf and Vida, Luke. He said sure. that. He this said is that. true. Yeah. He did say that. Shout out yeah. to yeah. Ricky Martin. Yeah. Um, January 21st, Toronto. Shout out to all. Uh, Toronto, every- too. Have I ever told you my Whiskey Toronto story? No. Yeah. January 22nd, Montreal. Now tell us your no, no, Whiskey no, Toronto no. story. 
it would tell you different. Should I? Talk about it. Well, it's nothing too crazy. Uh, allegedly. I got to remember the year, though. Hmm. I don't know. So it was... Be, before, you were you were Blackberry, single. Blackberry. Yeah. Oh, Blackberry wow. Days. So long time ago. Yeah, Blackberry days, like... Shout out to... I, <laughs> BBM. I want BBM gang. Seth, uh, I want BBM. Yes, yes. So back when you used to ask for the BBM pin, like, I'm not trying to be too forward, but let me get your BBM pin. And that worked in Canada, by the way, because, you know, international text wasn't as prevalent as it is now. So the BBM pin worked because, you know, it's data. It's not text. But um, I feel like you're about to... What song are you playing? No, no, it's, it's cool. Talk, tell, <laughs> tell me your story. Let me... <clears throat> Oh, this is actually about whiskey, not not the whole. Th- wow, big up, big up people's children. So no whiskey at a show in Toronto. Uh, I was working on one of the opening acts for the Toronto. Well, two of the opening acts actually. One based in Toronto, one in New York. So we drove. Did we drive? Or, I feel like we drove. Oh, we took a bus. Oh, it's been so long. Uh, I ended up in Toronto. Was staying with the homies. I'll tell you his name off air. <laughs> so pull up to the show. It's in this spot. Um, I think the the promoter sold more tickets than the venue could hold. So there were people outside going crazy, like crazy. Security was trying to hold it back. We were enjoying the show. Whiskey started performing. And guess what? They broke in. They broke through. Yikes. They broke through. And um, Wizkid was still with EME back then. Um, shout out to AZ. AZ was, the, AZ was the road manager. So, <laughs> the crowd like breaks, breaks in. Like we're in the low. There's a low VIP section to the right of the stage. So I'm chilling there with the people that... There's a picture. I can show you a picture. There's a picture somewhere. I just have to remember the date. Uh... Crowd breaks through, so we now have to protect Whiskey to get back into the bus. Obviously, the bus is outside, but the people coming in from outside, and we have to get outside while people are running in. It was it was ugly. I was getting calls from Nigeria because they knew I was at the venue. Like, hey, is Whiskey good? Yes. And um, a lot of the a lot of the the hate blogs already tweeting and talking about it that Whiskey did this, that whatever. So it was, um, it was crazy. There were the stuff that happened, but that's the most important part. Off air teams. Yeah. So uh, shout out to. It was just I just remembered Whiskey in Toronto. It was a crazy, crazy night. But we got Whiskey safely in the bus. Uh, they were lying about the numbers of people there, but obviously people were trying to break in because the venue could only hold so much. Mm. But Toronto is a beautiful place for beautiful people. I love Toronto. We love it. Hmm. Yeah, and that's it. That's my Whiskey in Toronto story. Oh, Dice. Dice Owls Dice was Hills. one of the opening acts. Oh, wow. Shout yeah, out to Dice Owls. We go way back. Shout out to my guy Dice. My half Ghanaian, half Nigerian brother. So, but back to it. We're very excited. We're very excited for the tour. Um, I think other tours were announced. Um... Omale is coming out, has a U.S. tour right now, right? Omale has, uh, according to according to Duke Concepts. Yes, yeah, shout out to Duke Concepts. Duke, we gotta get Duke. Yo, we should call Duke. 
You want to call Duke? Let's call Duke. Call Duke. Let's get Duke. We got to call Duke. (laughs) Just let it be known, this was not planned. (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) So however this goes, this is not planned. That's so funny. Big shout out again to Steven Satterfield. Mm. Came on, discussed High on the Hog. We're going to try to get Duke (laughs) on here. With no heads up. Friend of the show. (laughs) If he answers. If you call and I call back. That's so funny. Back to back, he's going to be like, what's going on? (laughs) Any luck? Mm. So, yeah. But um, Omale, he announced Omale's coming. I'm actually excited for that as well. Uh, I enjoy I'm definitely pulling to that too. I enjoy Omale's music. Uh, shout out to Black for being on that feature. Black was also on the Sheree feature. And um, I think he has, he's been working well with the Nigerian artist. So I'm very excited. Hopefully, well, I guess maybe if um, Omale has Georgia dates, then perhaps possibly Black would show up to that. We're going to be there. Yeah. Uh, also, oh, shout outs to Alameda and Fireboy. I saw them in LA. Yes, I saw it. How um, was that? How was the event? So, it, it completely unplanned when really? I got to LA for BT weekend. Um, shout outs to Miata and, and Massa and uh, Justina. They basically put together an event um, called Dope Africans and yes. um, invited a whole bunch of tastemakers, artists, celebrities, etc., to to pull up to um, an estate. And we just had like you know good vibes dinner. Poison Ivy DJ shouts to Poison Ivy. Um, oh nice! Yeah, it was completely. Uh, they, I don't think they even knew I was in town. It was like somebody had mentioned I was in town. And they were like, "Oh yeah, can you come tomorrow?" And I was like, "I right, bet." Um, but uh, Alameda and Fireboy were there, man. And I've met I've met Alameda a few times. Obviously, that was the first time I met Fireboy. Alameda was so humble and so nice, and so was Fireboy. They're really nice dudes. Olamide has always been like I have an Olamide story too, but Olamide is he's mad chill. Like mm-hmm. you, you be like, is this the guy that mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like in the booth, he, in the booth, he he got he, different energy. He zones in. Like the yeah. man is chill. Obviously, we've seen him talk smack and all that on record and all that, but he's very chill. Like every time I've met him, met him when we when I met him in Lagos, chill. When he does his talk, when he did the New York show chill as well so shout out to Alameda I've not met Fireboy um, how was that how is this persona you know they're they're they're, uh, they're both similar temperament I think Fireboy is a little more you know personable younger, younger. yeah yeah still so I'm you know love their music love Fireboy's uh, uh, the wave. YBNL artists for the most part yeah because obviously Adekunle comes from that mm-hmm. as well Adekunle Gold is another chill incredible A&R like yeah. that's someone that doesn't get as much props for I'm his A and R. Not even close to what he does. Yeah. Not even close to what he's done for the culture and just think about all the artists he's like put us on to all the hits mm. and his longevity. Cash A G Fireboy. Bro. Yeah. We love it. Oh. Yeah. Um but yeah, shout out to them. Also shout out to Jadena, he was out there too. Who else? Uh Serge Baca came through. Oh so those people that yeah, were there. Those a few um What was what was the cuisine like? So, uh, also shout out to Ugo Mosi. He started a, a business and chow in, in LA where they cater. Like, oh, events. wow. Yeah, so shout out to him. He catered the Nigerian portion. There was some Liberian stuff too, because some of those. Dope, dope, dope. So, mm-hmm. were there like soup, Liberian soups? Mm-hmm. There was a. There was, uh, 
sauces. Yeah, there was a bunch of those things. There was nice, there was Ethiopian I love cuisine. Me, I love me some Liberian dishes. There was Ethiopian cuisine represented, Liberian cuisine represented, Nigerian foods that represented South African food. I think that was represented. It was it was a nice vibe. You coming to? You definitely come to the next one. Well, you just well, got. You're not that. cool enough. You know. No, no, you are. I don't have. You know what it was? I don't have Grammy. You shit were on my you resume. were moving that weekend. Oh wow, we put that out. There. Yes, know? I did move. You were. So, I haven't even. I mean, I could have like, gotten a chance to break it to our Noah Hall of Fame. Can you? Can you get to you know, LA? Drop, drop the box. Can you? Post. Whoa, <laughs> so whoa, whoa! Can you get to LA in 24 hours? You'd have been like, ah, uh, not happening. It uh, wasn't. It wasn't gonna happen. Look at Duke. Look at Duke hitting us on the Facetime. Okay, Duke is in Duke. Look at Duke. I told. Did I tell you he was with his child? I told you. I told you he was with his child, and now he's sipping tea. Do you have him on Bluetooth? You have him connected? Oh no, I don't. So we're gonna connect you to Bluetooth, Duke. We're gonna connect you to Bluetooth. Give us Duke, two Duke seconds. Duke is like, what are you people doing? Yeah. There we go. Now we're good. There we go. Now it sounds better. How you feeling? So we have Duke on the line. Shout out to Duke. Duke, you're on Noah Hala podcast. Duke. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not being recorded, so nobody gets to see you like this. They could just hear you. They could just hear you. He put his <laughs> wait, 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 indoors wait. with his shades on at arm's reach. Yo, who, who, who approved of this appointment? Oh, God. We spoke to your secretary. Yo, I can't wait to get money like Duke someday. You oh, see how yeah. chill he is? Right. He's oh, with the family. That. That's so funny. You got food delivery coming? All right, so um, Duke, we were just speaking on hey. Whiskey concert. We we're also just speaking on um, Omale coming to get some confirmation because obviously Whiskey is blowing up. The tickets are selling all over the place, and you announced um, Omale recently. Uh, how's the Omale tickets doing? What should we expect from that? Are they? Uh, how excited are you about the Omale? So it's uh, it's selling as expected. Um, certain cities are almost sold out. New York, um, I think Atlanta, Houston is doing well as well. Oh, nice. So it's, uh, it's, uh, it's going to be a tour that I don't think people will expect because all the big dogs are out here, but the other dogs are also selling a lot of tickets as well. Mm. Okay. Yeah, we're very excited about it because I think every... Whiskey... Whiskey is the talk of the town right now, and it's not just, oh, the Africans or the West Africans are talking about it. This is a big, big concert. This might be one of, I think, one of your biggest tours, right, that you've been involved in? Um, well, that's the biggest. Well, it might, it might end up being one of the biggest. The biggest has been Bonner Boys so far. Right. Mm. Um, yeah. Shout out to Yeah. Yeah, but I was family. But this is also very big. We, Right yeah, now, we were speak, waiting for I you think. to sit down because you were breathing heavy as you were walking no, he's around chasing, your mansion. He's chasing his kids around. That's what kind of mansion he was breathing when, heavy. When your house is that big, it's right, kind of hard for you to, We've you know. We've seen about seven lights, you know. Wow. Different shades. We saw a blue light room. We saw a green light room. And now we're in the baby. Duke, Duke's, Duke's journey is so inspiring because, right. I, yo, the way Duke gets money and, like, nobody sees it. It's he's almost like he's, he's <laughs> almost like he's an Igbo man. Wait, is, is this... Is this shade room or no? No, no, this is not shade room. Look, even if you know, if you guys can see the ex, the you can't even buy these shades in stores. They're right. so exclusive. He said shade room and put his shades on. Yo, I love <laughs> it. I love it. I love it. Shit. <laughs> now, but we are very excited for Whiskey Tour, though. I feel like it's going to be one of the bigger tours for West African artists. Absolutely. And um, obviously, Omale being a new act, 
I also think that should should be a nice gauge of where the genre is, where you have somebody that has dropped so, so, so hits. I, I think this, this is the first place I'll be saying this. I, I don't think we've even announced it on social media, but LA is sold out. Wow. Chicago is sold out. Um, Silver Spring is sold out. Oh, wow. Um, Atlanta is sold out for whiskey. Wow. Yeah. That's fire. So... When yeah. is the, when so is the New York when is the New York date? New York is September 11th. That that was sold out two days ago. Amazing. I know you keep dropping extra tickets and them things keep flying right off the site as soon as yeah. they're dropped. Uh, yeah, those, those ones were sold out. We just squeezed in um, some of the reserves. You know how you have like the reserves. So is it going to be is it going to be tight? Because the way you guys have been squeezing tickets and can we breathe when we are in this place? So 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 what 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 it was was we initially had projected 4,000 tickets. Okay. Um, and when we dropped it, before we could take Jack Robinson, the 4,000 tickets were sold out. Mm. Wow. That's nuts. Yeah. So, yeah. So we had to increase to 9,000, uh, to 8,000. So 8,000, we had, uh, we always have to have these, uh, uh, what do you call it, reserves for label. Um, so they know how it works now. Yeah, you know, yeah, for yeah. Label, for, for PR, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the access to guest list and all that. So by the time we're done, Knowing what the numbers will be for those different um, holds, we now have to we now release some tickets. So they were already, already sold out, but it's just from the holds that we decided to release a little more to people for people to buy, and this is sold out. That's amazing. That's so awesome. It's, really, really, yeah. it's, it's going to be a great time, and obviously, Duke, you and I are going to connect offline about about some of the stuff because uh, you know I'm really excited for for the, all the different tours that, uh, to kick off, but. You know, we just want to check in with you, man. You're the you're the legend right now. You you the biggest promoter. You, you're arguably the biggest promoter in the African space right now. Oh, Look at C. Puts, oh, puts the shades back on. Puts the shades back on. Can you say can you say that again? Talking Duke shit. concepts. I, I'm finally getting my flowers, bro. Nah, Duke concepts. <laughs> Duke concepts is the is the is the promotion is the group that makes sure that you're gonna have a great yeah, Afrobeat experience. Shout out to Duke and his team. Absolutely. Oh yeah, it's very important. I was good you said that on my team because <laughs> yeah. they're the ones who make it happen actually. So. Absolutely. Where can they Where can they uh, find find uh, the shows that you're working on and the tickets to purchase? DukeConcept.com. www.dukeconcept.com. Like and we them. have a lot more for, for everyone this year. Let them talk your shit, Duke. Is there anything a else we should be expecting more. or anything you can announce? Um... Like, Let's leave it as a little surprise. Okay. So is it, there, there are more acts surprise. coming? Is it male, female, Afrobeat, Nigerian, Ghana? Do you give us a clue so when it happens? You know, if I people... tell you, I would have to kill you. So okay. you, you don't want to die. Us. You, you don't want to die. You don't tell, tell us. us the country. No, don't tell the us. Country. I don't want to die. Give the people something. <laughs> I, I, know a I enjoy something. living my life. I don't want to die. So we'll close our ears and he tells the audience. But you say you don't want to Wahala now. No, thank you. Our show is no Wahala. That's why I said just the country. You can small. die if you want to die. Small. I don't want to die. Okay, I will die small, not the big die. Not the big die. It's crazy. Now, nah, you, you know, you know, you know, to the average American, Africa is a country. So it's from Africa. Oh wow! Hmm. I guess we're the, I guess we're the average See, African. He's American. a very smart man, right? You don't get good, you don't get shades like that without no, no, me. definitely yeah, no, right? no, for doing regular contracts. This is the big contracts. <laughs> Boom. How are you otherwise? Family good? Everybody good? We're good. Thank you very much. We're fine. Thanks for asking. Mm. So it was, t- it was a tough year with COVID, man. I wanted to check in with you, especially with with the uh, the live space being so um, restricted with the pandemic. Uh, how do you think? Do you, how do you? How were you able to kind of push through with everything going on? Um, 
the pandemic. Huh. That's a good question. So the first few months, I was I was um, chilling. <laughs> For, for lack of better just words, I was chilling the, the, few, <laughs> the first few months. I was just like, oh, let us stay home. You know, there's a pandemic. And I realized that, listen, you have to stay home for two months, three months. You know, you're not making any money. You still have to pay staff because the worst thing you can do is to let go of people who actually make the business you know, make money. Because yeah. when when everything opens up, the team has to be ready to go right away. Yeah. So even during the pandemic, I had to make sure my team was still fine. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. <clears throat> that was that. That was the harder part of it. Mm. Um. Because not just dealing with yourself, but dealing with your family. But luckily for us, we started a party tour in um in, in, during the pandemic, which where we were doing parties, uh, like week long, uh, weekend long parties, like three four days. In the cities where um, Trump cities where they do not care about their lives a lot, so, <laughs> so we, we had what they wanted. They wanted a party, so we said, "Hey, you guys want a party? No problem. We we had to deliver the product, right?" So um, wedding parties in those cities, in Atlanta, um, different, and, and it, it kind of worked for us because mm-hmm. we were able to make money to keep the company um, going mm-hmm. um, without getting bankrupt. Mm-hmm. While we're also waiting, because the hard part of it was that we had a lot of tours planned earlier on, mm-hmm. and some of those tours, once you pay, you know how it is with Africa, money's on hold yeah. until until you play. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So we that's, were, that's yeah. So, but we thank God we're here now. Everything is back up and we are moving in full force. Yeah. You know, some of these things have been in work for two years, um, but we stayed consistent and we stayed. Uh, Positive and, and I'm happy that everything's coming coming to to pass. So it's gonna be a beautiful summer and fall. Looking forward we're to it. We're gonna, we're gonna turn up so crazy this summer. We're to, to make to make up for all the turn ups that didn't happen last right. year. There's a whole lot of that was missed, you know. So and we got yep. to see we get to see the the genius that is, you know, do concept with create and a show. I feel like a lot of people don't um give production the credit the credit it deserves. So um, we're all quite excited to see what comes of the shows. I'm trying to make multiple cities. We'll see how we'll see how that happens. See if Madame lets me leave. But. So uh, <laughs> I hope she, I hope I hope she does. We got to cover it. So Tuna, let me say this on on this podcast, oh right? God. Every I gotta say oh this. Oh my god! Nine percent of everyone on my team was picked by Bao. Oh gosh! Wow. Whatever. I'm not joking. That's amazing. My at- my attorney is Bao. My accountant is Bao. My precious manager is Bao. Like literally, everyone Shouts on my team. That's Bao. I mean, so, there's, there's a reason why. Bawo. There's a reason why he's my business partner. Yeah, he's a he's a great guy. And Bao, I appreciate you no for everything you've done for me from day one, from the very first day. I told you, I sat down with you. I told you, bro, I was going to do this. I was going to do this for real. Shout out to so, Yeah, we go back. No, but I like your side, brother. I appreciate you. Boom. Yeah, we, I remember when I met Duke, we met at a sushi spot. It's like um, Xavier. Ah, uh, yeah, shout out to X. And I was like, who's <laughs> this guy, bro? Like, it's, 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 this is my cousin. I was like, all right, if it's your family, he's my family. And yeah, we've been rocking together for years now. Lovely, lovely. Now, Duke, you're a legend. Also, like, Duke is all, I mean, we've, we've met similar spaces all those years ago and Duke has always held it down like yes, and we've yes. always we've all, we've always found ways to work together and now we work together more closely Absolutely. than ever before 
So, but that's how it be. When the same partner partner was Harvard. Literally, (laughs) we've spoken on panels together. But the world is small, and that's why you always got to treat people with respect. You never know where you're going to bump into people. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You know? So, we we love everything you're doing. We appreciate everything you're doing. Duke, look at the camera, Duke. We outside. <laughs> we outside. Here we go. We outside this year. We can't wait to see all the events. All right. So, yes, yeah, absolutely. Shout out to Duke Concept. Shout out to the team. Shout out to you. We can't wait to see Whiskey. We can't wait to see Omale. We can't wait to see whoever else you have announced that's coming. Flavor. From. What's up? Flavor coming oh, up. Shout flavor. Flavor. Yes, flavor. You know, I don't want. To, uh, the, I, I won't be at Flavor with my babe. So yeah, no, Flavor's here. He's gonna take, <laughs> take, take off your shirts. I'm not doing the Flavor promo for you. I'll do Omale and I'll do Whiskey. That's but so that funny. man, I don't like any artist that takes off their shirt once and makes you say their name. Yeah, that's true. So that goes for Flavor. That is true. And do you know who yeah. else it goes for? You know who sang the song that says "Oh she." Who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that? I'll wait for you to say it. Are we little Goomba? Exactly. Wow. Are we little Goomba? Oh, really? Those two two men, once they get on stage, you guys are thinking of Are we little Goomba? Jesus Christ. Say their name. Mm, it's true. Are we little Goomba? It's true. And you have to say it. It's true. And then I remember the reason I'm bringing this up. Are we came to New York years ago? And this baby, I went there with this girl. I can't say her name. Big mistake. But, um, as soon as Willow said his name that girl walked left me and walked straight to the front of the stage I was like ah look at this and Flavor has that type of energy but if you guys want to go see Flavor cool you knew better with the Willow story you knew better because Willow is is Congolese right he's Congolese so he he wears snake skin you you can't trust you were buying his songs wow we stood no chance yeah you why why is this Congolese man saying O'Shea Baba it's true he knew what he was doing it's true he knew it wasn't enough for the Congolese but it worked he wanted Nigeria it worked and Flavor too similar similar first thing he did was make that remake that Shawo song Shawo song he knew exactly he knew what he was doing it's still wilding out in Brooklyn yo it could be a damn I'm a piano beat. Flavor will still be grinding microphone. It's sand. true. It's true. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants yeah, that. With the crazy Nobody thing is. wants to see the crazy that. Thing is not it's, me. It's still going to sell out. It, it's always going to sell out. It's always going to sell out. I saw, I saw Flavor in England for um, one Africa tour. Same, same energy. I thought it was just an American girl's thing. Same, same energy, bro. The, the common denominator in all your stories is that you went to go see Flavor, my guy. No, it was one African girl. I should have went to the bathroom when Flavor came. <laughs> What's I'm, my name, Flavor? And that was it. That's so that funny. That was it. But shout out, to, shout out to Duke. We're excited for all the tours coming up. Well, yeah. so, anything you want to announce or promote before you leave? Not really, but you guys have said it all. I appreciate you guys. Uh, I look forward to a beautiful end of uh, 2021 and 2022 to come as well. It's going to be God great. Keep it up all safe. Love, my brother, always. We're going to talk soon. All right. And that's all right, but a nice one. That's words of the gray hair I see on your bed. God bless. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna punch you. It's not to leave on that. <laughs> nah, but big out to Duke. All right, we're gonna wrap it up with our. You got the song of the week ready? Um, let's see. Song of the week. Yeah. I had a few. Um, I had a few in mind. I was thinking about. Do you want to go first? You know I go first. Okay, go first. All right. So, um, as a Ghanaian man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna pick a Yao Tog song. Well, this song is actually by Kofi Jama, but features Yao Tog and YP, I think the name is. Mm. It's called, it's E K O R S O. Ekoso. Ekoso. Yeah. 
So we'll have you rock with yeah, that. Yeah, you got no, you already know. I was gonna make it Soray at first, but I feel like Soray mm-hmm. people know Soray already, right? That sounds hard. Both of them, both of them are bops. You know, as a Ghanaian man, I'm very proud of our country <laughs> coming up with heats. Everything was a heat, back to back, in the words of Olamide. Mm, back to back hits. So, yes. A Corsa. And boom. So, this is a Corsa. Yeah. Streets in a chair, my ghetto need the beef on a filia. Say, I said, you yes, I know, but who more than Costco cause went to me and read ya. Your friend is a cost who priest here, my guy for more fun, I call Benami Kutestia. We paid for attention, but Mujina teased me, and you are to me and Lydia. We've been doing this best for a while. Once I come and rap, I foul, you manage to panty your pressure by foul. Fans are supporting me, money how. So when you mean, I saw my dear to win, I saw brochure made the men's hour when he, a time of Vienna, I saw my Kodi, we are going to when you feel coming in. Inside, outside, a castle, no shame, air force, grow moon, bustle, my noom, so tassel, still with the hassle. Sikanin come on in my bro, me was so my G's for Tema Bajama yeah the kama. Yeah, but quiet to twenty shawama. Modi a summer no mini, I shall make kama. Me piss cut be a mini time for the drama. Yeah, 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 Shed the bad that was new cool. It's 
side, outside, ayy One side, one side, ayy East side, outside, ayy One side, one side, yeah It's a summer bop, bro. <laughs> Thank you for shouting us out, by the way. Yeah, it's a summer bop, bro. I feel like it's one of those songs you hear and you just can't stay still. Mm. Yeah, you know? it's true. All right, well, you know, I don't, I don't want to spoil anything, so I'm just gonna play the song of the summer. <laughs> yeah. oh. I'm gonna just play the song of the summer, undeniable. You know oh, easy. It is easy, it's like number one, two, and three. Somebody's daughter is dancing to this record right now. And the crazy thing, it's been out. It's been out, and it's just still the song. It's just, it's reaching new heights. I don't even feel like I need to introduce it, but no, I'm still no, gonna. No, no. Uh, Whiskey featuring Tams Essence. Oh, I couldn't tell. <laughs> Do we even have to play the song? I feel like everyone could just start it's, singing. I it. mean, it's. I'm gonna. I'm on the guys, you get it. Give me all you need 
I don't have to. I don't have that. Shout out to it. Thames. I can't wait for our album to drop. Shout out to Tam. Shout out to Muyua. Shout out to Wale. Shout out to Sarah. Shout out to the whole team. Yes. Um, around Tam. Shout out to Wiz's team. You know, this is gonna be a fun summer, bro. Yo, I can't. But I'm telling you, I don't know who's holding back the remixes. Let that ish fly. And I don't know who's holding back the the rhythm remixes. By, so by that, the next episode, yo, we should have some updates. Cause put it like this, right? What the song was? Um, Drake and Wiz jumped on. One dance? One dance, right? It was a song that was popping mm-hmm. and just took that and made it a hook and they rapped over it. I feel like Essence's hook is that fire that Thames did her thing that artists could jump on that easily. Mm-hmm. You know? But we'll wow, see. Wow, look at, look at, look at. Oh, we have guest appearances. Leave this man alone. Stop disturbing this man. Teju, come here. You know what I mean? Teju, come. Look, you hear the laugh. The laugh of a demon. Yes, so. Come here. And talk to the peoples. D Blackbird. D Blackbird. D Blackbird. D Blackbird. Shout out to TJ in the back. Shout out to TJ. Giving us vocals in the background. TJ came. No, it's Gmail. The Gmail remix. That's so funny. Shout out to TJ in the house. TJ, what's good, bro? From Twira Sports. My brothers, what's good? What's good? What's happening? All all as well. We want to ask you to speak about the biggest sports drama going on right now. (laughs) Somebody somebody got nicked out of a gig in ESPN, I heard. But uh, we'll talk about that later. Uh, homegirl that got a she she has some spicy Caucasians talking about her uh, shout out to Kayla shout out to Maria Taylor how you you gonna shout out the oppressor Kayla is not the oppressor no 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 Kayla's not the oppressor Maria Taylor Kayla Johnson yeah 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 yeah. shout out to her shout out to her I met her through Cheney she was at the um, Nigeria versus um, Ghana oh yes she was she was there shout out to Kayla she was alright so big up to all the people that I'm in ESPN dealing with ジャックジャックジャックジャックジャックジャックジャックジャックジャックジャックジャックジャックジャックジャックジャックジャックジャックジャックジャックジャックジャックジャックジャックジャックジャックジャックジャックジャックジャックジャックジャックジャックジャック
it looked you look drunk. Wow, you look drunk. You, know, you, sound like, you, sound, you sound like when Caucasian people want to address issue in front of HR. Like you didn't bring it up they, to HR, but they. This is a family show. This mm. ain't HR. This is an intervention. So Which family? Are you Stop. still are you still aligned with Nigeria? Because that would explain a lot. I'm a Ghanaian man. Oh, okay. I'm a Ghanaian man. Explains a lot. Please. Got it. Cool. Um, again, on the record, I drank juice. But uh, shout out to everyone that uh, got inebriated and uh, you know I'm made, big made up good to, decisions. Oh, you're Grammy family too now, right? You know, shout out, shout out to every you know recording academy. It's Grammy family, the check is different. We see no, you. No, no, you know we 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 it's tangled small. It's in the resume. It's in the resume. Look, if my cousin can get all the awards in sports, yeah, you know the least saying, you could do is the least rack I could up do the music joints is graduate nice, and, and nice. on the music side. You know big, what I'm saying? Now, nah, big congrats to you on that. Oh, I'm grateful, grateful to everybody involved. So if whiskey doesn't win for essence you not you come to I, mean. I have no idea what you're talking about all right cool wow Say to us. put me on blast it's cool do your job it's all right hack into their system hack into the they're in the building see, see? you know no pressure no pressure no pressure this is this is why we have phone candy in the soundboard wrong soundboard get out of here man shit nah but big ups to you on that congrats on that move thank you thank you thank you well um, you know they better not play with your name Sha. no they won't all right they won't they won't they won't yeah so that is all all right everybody listening thank you for supporting another episode uh behave yourselves donate to all the links that we have in the episode yes um gabrielle gabrielle steven mentioned gabrielle has a, a donation platform for the culture preservation program that she runs Duke has tickets that he's selling for all the various tours that he's working on on dukeconcepts.com. Um, Bowel has Uncle Bowels. Like, let's all. It's going to be a fun summer. It's going to be great. Yes. Um, so, yeah, that's this episode. Thank y'all for supporting. Peace. Peace.